Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place. Especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. How do you understand God? That seems like quite the, um, quite a big question, you know, as I think about it now that I've said it. Maybe more so, is God primarily God of love for you. And my suspicion is that 99.99% of those of you who are listening to this podcast would say, well, absolutely. You know, that's who we believe God to be. But I look around and I listen to um, things that are happening and things that are being said um, sometimes in other sermons, sometimes um, on uh, in conversations with people in faith communities. And that's not exactly what I'm hearing. And that concerns me because there are places that are growing their mission or their congregation by saying, these are the people God loves, people like us. And come on in if you're like us. But if you're not like us, we don't really want you here. Maybe you should go someplace else. You know, it's not quite your kind of place. And the not like us can be on any and all kinds of different topics or, you know, criteria for that. But every time we do that, We are creating a judgment. We're creating a way of saying, well, God likes certain people more than others. But you know that that kind of thinking has been around for centuries, to be honest with you. It's not new here and now, um, and it probably will continue, unfortunately, for for some time to come as well. Um, And there's an account in Scripture that I heard somebody talk about quite recently. And it's a story uh, from the book of Acts where Peter is um, in the house of Simon the Tanner, and he has um, a dream. And the dream is that uh, this great big... He's hungry, by the way, and while dinner is being prepared, he kind of falls into a trance and has this dream. And he sees this great big sheet being lowered to the ground from heaven. And on this sheet are all kinds of birds and animals and things like that, that according to Jewish tradition, were not kosher. They're not the things they're supposed to eat. And a voice says to him, rise, kill, and eat. And Peter says, absolutely not. Nothing unclean has ever touched my lips, and it's not going to start now. And this dream happens three times like this. And every single time, Peter says, no, 
Oh. And after the third time, there's a knock on the door of Simon the Tanner's home, and it's uh, some people who have come from a a man named Cornelius. Uh, And Cornelius is a Roman, and according to Jewish tradition, there are two kinds of people. There are Jewish people, and there's everybody else, meaning Gentiles. And the Gentiles were mm, not seen as welcome uh, within Judaism. And uh, I've heard that there was, in the temple at that time, uh, if there was the court of the Gentiles, which meant that anybody could go in to that area. But if you tried to go beyond that, there was... um, a stone or something with a sign on it that said, any Gentile who goes beyond this point, you might be killed. Not exactly very welcoming. Um, But there's nothing in Scripture, anywhere within Jewish Scripture, that says that Gentiles are unclean, that they're bad and not lovable by God. Nothing. Now, Jewish people didn't always get along with a lot of the Gentiles, and they didn't agree with the worship of multiple gods and goddesses, no. But that didn't mean that God saw the people as unclean, as unacceptable. And so when the people come from Cornelius' house and say they would like Peter to come with them to uh, Cornelius's house and talk to him and heal uh, somebody, a member of his household. Peter understands that dream that there's, you know, what God declares as clean is acceptable. And there's nothing that says that Cornelius or his household were unclean. And yet, how many times do we make decisions about people because of? the race, because of a different religion, because of a different ethnic background, different language, different, yes, different sexual preferences and uh, sexual identities. And, you know, all of these differences and say, that makes somebody unacceptable to God. That doesn't mean God approves of all behavior, no. But it does mean God loves all people, and God welcomes all people. And so, how do we grow God's mission and ministry truthfully with God's love? It's by recognizing that God does indeed love everyone, even the people I might not understand. Even the people who I don't agree with. Even the people who I might be uncomfortable being around, for whatever reason that might be. You know, even people who might not like me. But God still loves them. How do we create a community where we can truly be welcoming of all of God's people. It's a challenge. 
But it is the way to grow God's mission, the mission and ministry with God's love. And yes, that means probably being open to talking with people who are different from us. It might mean being willing to learn about a culture that's different from ours, to learn about a faith that's different from ours. Not saying that we have to adopt it or like that, but to at least be open to hearing, you know, there may be similarities there. It may be that things we've heard about those people aren't all true. Maybe they love God too. They may have a different name for God. They may have a different way of understanding God's presence. But their aim is to love God too. So how can we begin those conversations to show a way to you know, share the truth about God's love? That it's for all people. And when we say, you know, God doesn't approve of everybody's behavior, that's true. But when we say that, remember that there are things about our own behavior that God doesn't always approve of either. We're not perfect. And so to say, well, that behavior can't be here, but mine can. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not being true to God's love. If there's grace for my behavior and forgiveness for that, there's grace and forgiveness for somebody else's too. And if I don't have to be perfect before I'm welcomed in, then somebody else doesn't either. And we may learn that, you know, maybe their behavior really isn't the obnoxious and sinful thing that we've thought it to be and have defined it as before. Maybe our behavior towards them hasn't been so pretty and nice along the way, whoever they may be, whoever that person or that group might be. You know, we live in a world that's getting smaller. There's you know, what happens in your little community, in your town, in your village, whatever it is, can be heard, it can be felt, it can be known literally around the world in milliseconds. Milliseconds. All it takes is somebody posting something on the internet. And it's global. Yeah, global. And... That's scary sometimes, you know? Anything you or I say that somebody posts on the internet, including this podcast, goes global and there can be people who hear it and disagree with it and don't like it. But there can also be people here who hear God's message through that. So, you know, since... We now live in a global society because of 
the wonderful technology we have um, and the sometimes scary technology that we have, that means being careful about how we share and what we share. Are we really sharing God's love? When we say yes to some people and no to others, when we say these people in our community are worth our paying attention to, but those people in our community, no, we're not going to do anything with them. We won't talk to them. We can't be part of them because we disagree with them. We don't like something about them. Yeah, that's not really a way of showing and sharing God's love in this day and age and in this world. Never has been. But in our increasingly technological and global society, it gets out there real quick. And our values of who we see as lovable by God is just really so important. And that's the way to grow with God's true love. Because God's love is for everyone. God created us all. God created all of humanity. Everybody. Think about that for a minute. God created all of humanity. And that means, and God created it all and said initially, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Every color, every race, every idea, everyone, this is good. That means you are good. I am good. Means the people we don't understand are also a goodness, a good part of God's creation. It's not for us to exclude. That's God's decisions to make. Not yours, not mine. We don't know what's in someone's heart. We don't know how they're thinking. We don't know even necessarily what their true actions are. That's God's decision. Let's make our decision to be caring and open and loving and let people know that God loves them. Our world is hurting. People are hurting. We need God's love in this world. We need to be able to share that and show that for everyone, regardless of who they are. So, for this coming week, find some way to stretch yourself a little bit, to see somebody who you might not feel comfortable with, who you might not be as inclined to see as lovable by God, stretch yourself to see them as someone God loves just like you. For those of us who are Christian, we say Jesus came to save the world. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, not just people like me. God so loved the world. And 
God sent, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. You and I are a part of that, sharing that message about God's love. So, find a way this week, maybe a new way, to do a little bit of that. So, until next time, God's peace and God's love is for you. And go forward and share that with others. Until next time. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.